0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to
1: help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara, And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're starting the new year with book slump advice, extreme edition. You know, it's like if you were listening to this episode, all of a sudden Mallory and I come down on like, like uh, snowboards. snowboards. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we both think of snowboards? <laughs> and we're both drinking like some sort of energy Mountain Dew. drinks. Uh, <laughs> this is for the tup- toughest slumps. Like the toughest slopes. Maybe that's why wow. we thought of it. I don't know. Uh, but first, what are you reading, Bria? I am listening to a book that... Oh, wait. Tweet, 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 tweet. Bird book alert. Tweet, oh, tweet, tweet, tweet. Uh, we, I don't have a... Uh, I have a slide whistle, but I don't have any bird b- I'm listening b- to, bird a sounds. Hel- to a Helen McDonald book. I'm listening to Vesper Flights, read by Helen McDonald, nice. Which Nice.
0: Um, She's amazing. Weirdly,
1: I've never read H's for Hawk, but this one is one of those books... You know, with Libero FM, you just get a certain number of credits, which I appreciate because I will just occasionally buy books and have them in my back catalog, and I know I can start listening to them. And this seems like a great way to get some animal facts. So, Helen McDonald', It's never a bad thing to get some animal facts. It is a bad thing? It's never oh, a bad thing to get some animal facts. It seems like uh, it's just essays about animals. It starts with a couple of bird essays. She loves a bird. I just read one. But also, it's about nature. There's one about an eclipse that I just read— uh, it's really just a nice little book with essays and a lot of like observing the natural world around her and like the interesting things that she sees. And then there was a whole thing about ants and just how we're all kind of like ants, like, you know, not that important in life. Not really. <laughs> uh, and there's something kind of soothing about that. Anyway, it's a great little book of essays. Actually, I'm calling it little, but it's kind of long. It's like 10 hours long as an audiobook.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty big. I think anything over, like, seven or eight is pretty long.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed, especially if you're an essay book. But it's great, and it's nice to just have on my Libra that I can just, you know, if I'm walking around, I want to, like, listen to a little essay, it's available for me, and I've been uh, making my way through it. Uh, what are you reading, Molly? Would you believe... That I'm still trying to read 2022. Why? Releases. Why? This is this is actually you're free right now. You're I free know, from I'm, reading current books. You can read any backlist. I think I figured out what it is. Is because I'm not normally
0: I take this is like my favorite time of year and I just do nothing but read. But I'm still on deadline for my book. Oh, okay. So I'm still in work mode. I'm going to be working through Christmas, so I feel like I can't let myself go because mm. then I'll like... So you're working on everything still. Yes. You're working
1: on an episode we did like three episodes ago. No, know. Well,
0: th- okay. We also, we need to tell people that we, we're recording this before Christmas. Yeah, yeah.
1: We are recording this. Ahead of time.
0: Um, so I'm still in 2022 release mode, which okay. is really strange, but I am reading a really great book and oh. I wish I would read it earlier. It's called The Banned Bookshop of Maggie Banks by Shauna Robinson and it hits a lot of Glasser things. So it's about this woman and she... Uh, arrives in the small town to help out her best friend who owns a bookstore and all the bookish stuff in this town is kind of run by this literary society and the town has like a famous bookish history so they kind of it's kind of like you know how like historical houses are held by certain rules oh yeah uh they can't can and cannot do certain things so this literary society is holding this bookstore that her best friend runs to a certain thing where they cannot sell any books that have been written during this century
1: Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah, So yeah, she's yeah. only
0: allowed to sell, like, classics. Right. But the problem is the bookstore is not doing very well. So the main character starts this underground book club oh, yeah. that's like a secret book club that reads books that are, you know, more modern and diverse and cool and then she runs into problems with this is literary society and she uncovers this big secret so it's like small town with a secret books about books a lot of classer things it's super fun really a blast to read uh so that's the band bookshop of maggie banks by shauna robinson my vesper
1: flights by helen mcdonald read by helen mcdonald we want to take a moment to share some teacher glasser
0: feedback. We love our teacher glassers. Mike wrote in to say, hi, Brienne Mallory. Just wanted to drop you a short email to tell you how much I love listening to your podcast. I am a high school English teacher and your podcast is enlightening, entertaining, very funny. And the best part is that I get tons of book recommendations from listening to your podcast. There are books that I would have never heard of or picked up. And due to your podcast, I've discovered new favorites and found book titles to bring into my classroom. I also run a book club for teachers in my high school. And there have been many titles that either one of you or both of you have recommended that have become books that we read for our book club. Teacher Glasser book club is cool. That is very cool. Mike also says, I also enjoy Stephen King books. Will you ever do a podcast devoted to his titles? Luckily, we have a friend podcast that does nothing but
1: that. And not only that, but I'm in a book club that is a Stephen King book club. Yeah. Um, So, wow, we have multiple people who could come on this show and talk about that if they wanted to, or you could just go listen to that, Yeah. the KingCast. We're friends with Eric and Scott who run the KingCast, a highly recommended podcast. But have they been on our podcast?
0: Yeah, we've done crossovers
1: with them. Okay, but, but we could do a Stephen King podcast. We could do one where we, do, we talk about our favorite King books. Because now that I've been in the Stephen King book club for a few years, I could definitely recommend I guess. five Stephen King books. <laughs> Probably.
0: We might, but I mean, in the meantime, you should just listen to the Kate cast. Yes. Yeah. They're <laughs> fantastic. Um, uh, Mike also says that he... Mike read The Lady from the Black Lagoon and has some very nice things to say about it. Thank you, Mike. And Mike says, thanks again for a great podcast. I recommend it to all my teacher friends, librarians, and people who love books. I look forward to listening to your future podcasts. Very nice. Thank you, Mike.
1: Kateri wrote in, and sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, hey, Brian Mallory, I thought you might like to hear how your podcast has inspired my library lessons. Love it. I work in a Scottish high school, pupils aged 11 to 18, and regularly hear the words, I don't know, when I ask what pupils like as we look for books together. This year, I decided to do a lesson on reading doorways and your reading wheelhouses right off the start of the year with all of my classes. Oh, that's great. So Knowing cool. Knowing they aren't all readers, I encourage them to think of TVs, TV, movie, video games, as well as books that they enjoy and what would make them engage in those. Now when I or the teacher asks what pupils like, they have a list of ideas on hand and it makes it so much easier for them to help find things that they might enjoy. Oh, I just want it. to say thank you for the ideas both inspiring my reading life and my work. I rarely finish an episode without having some new ideas to share or use for myself. That's great. I, oh, what a great way to this start is the year. So cool. I love that. God. My, my own reading wheelhouse is pretty vast, but the, ele- the key elements currently are strong female, happy vibe by the end, Victorian or Georgian settings, cozy crime, fairytale, myth, folklore retellings with bonus points for nautical setting. Oh, we're getting a lot of nautical. We're going to have to do a nautical yeah. episode. Uh, diverse characters. Supernatural But Not Too Scary, a pun in the title, and being, <laughs> being accurate on a topic I don't know much about. I do enjoy a book where you learn stuff by accident, as the work is so well-researched. It also has to be 350 pages or less, or I'll be doing the audiobook. Love it. Very cute. And then, folks, we have something very, very special. Oh, yeah, we have a Jumbotron. <laughs> y'all, y'all know you can get these Jumbotrons. Well, yeah, I love we're starting a year with one, but you can go to Maximum Fun and uh, send us a little bit of money, and we do a Jumbotron. But this one is for... Sarah.
0: <laughs> of course, it's for Sarah. And it's so, it's first... so many Sarah
1: ears just per- perked up and they're oh, like, yes. did someone buy me a bu- jumbo jumbo? So, this is
0: Sarah with no age, and it's from Francis Walnut and Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And Francis Walnut and Nutmeg say, Hi, Mom. We know you love reading glasses. And even more, we know you love books. Your love of books has filled our walls with shelves and our shelves and nightstands with more stories than we could imagine. Now that Nutmeg has joined our family, we're excited to share books with him too.
1: We love you. Sarah, this is awesome. (coughs) So cute. I love I love your family, Sarah. What a sweet family. This is amazing. We love it.
0: Uh, so you, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about extreme, extreme. book slumps, <laughs> I don't know why I, I'm, not, I'm incapable of
1: saying the word extreme. extreme normally. I should have put extra X's in it. That's what I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and 1x is capitalized for some weird reason, but we don't know why. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: like you're buying, yeah, like you're buying an energy drink at a gas station,
1: mm-hmm. and it's like extreme energy. Yeah, it's like that step, in, step into a Slim Jim's guy or whatever. <laughs> Snap into a. What do you say? Snap into a I, sl- I think it's snapping, but it's like basically like a, a hand up, like punches through the wall uh, and hands you a
0: book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, we're gonna take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Green Chef. In 2023, help yourself to delicious, convenient recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste good too. Eat well in the new year without sacrificing taste. Also, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and that means a wider array of meal plans to choose from, which means there's something for everyone. You can switch between the brands, and now Reading Glasses listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount. If you like food, which many people do, And you have a hard time cooking. Maybe you are too busy or too stressed out to cook and go shopping all the time. Green Chef's pre made and pre measured sauces, dressings, and spices make keeping a healthy lifestyle even easier. You can put the time you save on meal prep towards achieving your 2023 goals. And you can check out their 10 minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two convenient, low prep, and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. No cooking required. Three of my favorite, favorite words. It's perfect for when you're on the go or pressed for time at the office which you might be going back to now after many years away. You can eat well at lunchtime, too. Brian and I love Green Chef. The meal plans are great. They can accommodate a wide variety of different diets, whether you eat meat, you don't eat meat, you eat gluten, you don't eat gluten. Green Chef has got your back. So you can go to greenchef.com slash glasses60 and use code GLASSES60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. So that's greenchef.com slash GLASSES60 and code GLASSES60 to get 60% off plus free shipping free shipping glasses my fellow graduates for 500 episodes my podcast the jv club with janet varney has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods stories like how jamila jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security. Uh, uh, Listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney. Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Class of Forever. This week, happy new year. It is the first week of 2023 and we are solving one of the biggest, toughest book problems there is. Today's episode is about book slumps. Extreme (laughs) edition. What if you're in a terrible book slump and nothing you try works? Will you ever read again? The answer is yes. And we will help you get there. And first off, we do want to say we have done an episode about this before. In fact, Bria, it was our very first episode. was
1: it really? Wow. About time to revisit Almost Six years ago. Wow. It, 2017. Um oh, little, little baby podcasters. Oh, tiny little baby podcasters.
0: And you know what? We still. I, I went back and looked at that episode. Very weird to see our old outlines. Uh, but we stand by the advice from that show. And if you are going through a not so extreme book slump, we recommend going back all the way to the beginning and listening to that. Uh, but you know, sometimes you need to take some more extreme measures. If you have never listened to the show before, a book slump is when you just can't read. You don't feel like it. No book holds your attention. You want to want to read, but you just can't manage it. Oh. Could be days, could be weeks, could be months, could be years. Bria, have you ever had an extreme slump?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I can tell I'm in one because I when I get in bed, which is when I do a lot of my readings, I read in bed before I go to sleep. Um, I'm just like not looking forward to that time. Yeah. Like I'm like, ugh. And I open the book and I'm like, oh, I just fall asleep? Like I just like am hoping to fall asleep or I'm like, maybe I'll play on my phone instead yeah. or I'll do a couple word puzzles because I love doing like little like wordle type puzzles. It's not a good feeling. It's it's a really bad feeling because then you're like, you know, it's something you want to do. You know, there are books out there you like, but I know I'm in a slump because I'll like start a book and I won't finish it. And I'll start a book and I won't finish it. And that's when I know like things are going poorly. That's a great way to describe it because the
0: same thing happens to me where I'll pick a book up that I'm really excited about and then I'm like, oh, it's been sitting there for like a week. Yeah. And then I'll pick another book up, hoping to, uh, you know, maybe jumpstart something. And then it'll just go on top of that other book. Yeah, and soon <laughs> I have like a stack of of multiple books where I've read like two chapters of. And then I just end up looking at stuff on it's the a internet. Slump stack. You have a slump stack. Slump stack, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is that it snowballs. Because the longer it
1: goes, the worse I feel. And the more yeah. pressure I put on and myself And then the more you're read. like, should I be going back to that book? Because this is what always happened to me too, where I'm like, Oh, should I go back to that first book? Because it's going to be due at the library soon. I should try yeah. to finish it. This happened last week. I started a couple books last, like yeah. just a brief, a little short little slump where I started a couple books and I was like, these are just not right for me right now.
0: Yes. And then, yeah. And then you have a, what, like all of a sudden I have a bunch of books that I've started a little bit of, and then I don't know which one to pick. I know. And the indecision, I ended up just like playing World of Warcraft or
1: something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. hundred percent.
0: All right, so here are our tips to bust an extreme slump. You <laughs> need to stop doing that, but it's so funny to me. <laughs>
1: All right, Bria, what is our first slump-busting well, tip? Everyone who listens to this show is going to be like, yeah, of course. But look, this is for new people and new old people. You may need a reminder, okay? Dump whatever book you're struggling with. Rump- yeah. Dump it immediately. Extreme yes. b- book slumps are often set off by a book that isn't a good fit for you at this moment. That doesn't mean it won't be later. Mm-hmm. Maybe some later day you can go back to that book. But you're going to pick it up less and less frequently because you are going to not want to read it, and eventually, like Mallory said, it's permanently attached to your nightstand, Slump stick. or a table, or a coffee table, or whatever. So don't power through. Dump it, and just you can finish it another day. You're you you will have another day to pick up that book, but now is not the time. Yes. Literally, imagine that hand punching through a wall, taking that book away away from you pulling it back into the wall and putting it in some pile for the future. <laughs> like
0: you do not have to have that book right now. Like in a, one of those old haunted house movies where suddenly the floor disappears and the book goes, whoa ah, and disappears. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> um, What's
1: the next one, Mallory? What else should people do?
0: Okay, second thing. So when you do pick up another book, you've dumped the first one, step one. Step two, for whatever book you pick up next, No honkers. No. No honkers and nothing complicated. You you do not need to be picking up dense, academic, nonfiction. You do not need to be picking up complex and experimental sci-fi. You do not need to be picking up thousand page introspective literary fiction. (laughs) You do not need to be picking up anything you need to think too hard about. Yes. Are there bangers that fit these categories? Absolutely. Please do not fucking email us. But now is
1: not the time to roll the dice on it. No. Now is not the time, especially to like pick up something in a subject where you're like, I've always wanted to try a thousand page literary fiction now is not the time now is the time to finish something so you feel like you have done something good that that feeling of
0: finishing is going to make you want to pick up another book absolutely that's really what you got got to capture here so now is not the time to be like i've never read house of leaves before yes exactly
1: Uh uh-huh yes what's the next tip um okay reading this is on the same same hand as what you're saying reading goals do just temporarily abandon those okay it's not the time to give yourself homework Uh, You're just trying to get back into reading. So the the same with like, don't try something new. Try something you know that you like. And these reading goals that are great where you're like, I'm going to try to read five books from new categories this year. Don't try that. Don't do that. No, absolutely. Honestly, I often
0: find that I can accidentally get myself into a book slump when I'm putting too many parameters Mm, on what I feel like I should read. Sometimes I really just want to read a haunted house book, but I feel like I should read something else, and that pressure that I'm putting on myself and and makes me flounder for like a week, where like my brain wants, you know, a complex book in a category I've never tried before, but my heart wants a couple who have moved into (laughs) a grieving
1: couple who is having trouble. They're moving into a house. They have a box with them. They're walking into this house. (laughs) Yes, and their marriage is already on the rocks.
0: Or apparently, a woman. Returning to her the returning her, her, home to, returning to her hometown yes. after someone has died. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what my heart wants. Mm-hmm. So now is not the time to listen to your brain. It's mm-hmm. the time to listen to your heart. All right, what what what's the what's the next thing people should do? Pick something that is a fucking delight. Mm-hmm. It is your treat book if you have a genre like that. It is a book you pre-ordered that you were wicked excited about and you have been saving for some unknown reason your guilty pleasure, even though that doesn't really exist. It's maybe it's gargoyle erotica. Maybe it is middle grade graphic novels. Isn't Mallory a
1: gargoyle erotica I put a cover. Okay. That's great. why I put this in here.
0: <laughs> I might read it. Uh, it's something fun that makes you happy. Sometimes book slumps get set off because we want to be seen reading that something that seems more acceptable or intellectual. But who fucking cares? You know, maybe you have started going into the office again and you're commuting and now you're like, oh, God, people are on the subway are going to see me reading this book. Or you are going on vacation and you're like, oh, I'm going to be on vacation with with friends and I don't want them to see that I read nothing but gargoyle erotica. No, if they're really your friends, they will accept you in your gargoyle erotica. Read- Not only that,
1: they'll ask questions about it. Yes, they want to know what's going on with that gargoyle sex. Um, I how does it work? I, I mean, I totally this is such this is. Really good because I think sometimes what I'm doing is I'm like trying to clear off that backlist. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got to get through this because it's been on my backlist for 20 years. And like, that's not, that's not a good way to get, no. uh, this is a way to get into a slump.
0: Yes. Bria, what is our last hot extreme book slump busting tip? Uh,
1: look at reading as a fun activity because it fucking is. It's very mm-hmm. fun. Treat yourself to a date at your favorite bar or restaurant A night on the couch with some ice cream Maybe you just go to bed 15 to 20 minutes early so you can read with your read with your phone on sleep mode and all of your skincare products on your face. Something that just makes you happy. Um, because a lot of this stuff is is exacerbated by feeling like you have to read, but you don't have to read. You get to read. Which yes. is fantastic. I was just, Mallory came over. I, she didn't see me, but I was out reading in my little yard. I got a new fence. I'm very excited it's about it. It's a beautiful it. fence. It's so nice to be out there. And I was out there with the dog. And I was just like, what a joyous time to just get, sit out here and read. And it really did make me want to read. Yes. I, again,
0: really, the biggest tenet of the world of reading glasses is no pressure in so many extreme book slumps get Set off by this feeling of I have to do this, mm-hmm. or I have to read these books. I would even add, if you're feeling a lot of pressure, maybe you have a bunch of lot, like you have a bunch of library books, and you feel like you need to return them. Return them. Return those books. They're at the library, which means you can get them. <laughs> yeah, again. yeah, they're literally the best. Of it's all not world. like they take them from you and throw them into the incinerator. <laughs> like you can get them again. You need to just get back in touch with the person inside you that finds reading fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. What made you? want to pick up books in the first place. Find that person.
0: Yes. They're probably somewhere in your brain. Reading in a corner. Find them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can send your thoughts or extreme book slump busting tips to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we test out some pretty cool book Mm tech, we're going to take a quick break. Mm -hmm. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Microdose Gummies, So you've probably heard about microdosing, maybe from me and Bria. If not, all you need to know is that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better, whether that's to give you a creative boost during the day or to help you go to sleep or relax at night. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I like using them after I work out uh, to help me relax and help my muscles relax, but you can use them really any way you want. Maybe you need a little creative boost while you're writing or creating something. Maybe you have a hard time sleeping and you need something to, to help you relax. Microdose gummies has got you covered. And now Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's Microdose.com code GLASSES. GLASSES.
1: hey that's ben and that's adam and together we host a show called greatest trek on maximum fun that covers all of the new star trek shows lower decks strange new worlds picard prodigy discovery and any other star trek show paramount throws at us come check it out for our funny and
0: formative recaps of all the new stuff this star trek industrial complex churns out It's
1: in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of the Greatest Generation.
0: Time to look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. This week, we're testing out some extremely hot and anticipated book tech the automatic page turner for e-readers. Now I think this got popular on TikTok. Yeah, so we already
1: reviewed this once, right? My mom came on. Oh, your mom came on. Yes. But we hadn't But we had not tried it out, but my mom had it and we were interested in it because it was like a very hot item right around that time. Yes. But we didn't have one, but then someone sent us one. Yes, they did. So now we had now we own one.
0: Yes. So it comes in two pieces. It one is the remote with the turning button. It's a little tiny thing. And then the clamp that you attach to to your e-reader. But they both fit in your hand. Like, they're very small. Yeah. Um, Bria, what did you think of the automatic page turner?
1: You know, I thought it was cool. I thought to myself, I don't have a huge use for this. I don't often sit around with my hands not available to turn the page, you know? Like, which is what... My mom was saying is that, like, you can sit with a blanket over you and Mm -hmm. you can be under the blanket and you can just click the little thingy. Oh, yeah. Um, With your hand down at your side. Yeah. And then I tried to, like, do a thing where I was going to use it for a presentation because I could use that as, like. (laughs) Like a big business lady. Like a business lady because I was, like, because I often, like, am pitching, but I have, like, something off screen. Anyway, it didn't work for that. So not a use for that either. But I did sit down with the blanket one night and tried it out and was like, oh, I see why people like this mm-hmm. because I don't know what it is, but having to reach, listen, y'all can call me lazy. You can call me what you want, <laughs> but having to reach to touch my little screen versus having a thing directly in my hands is the difference of, you know, point zero 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 three calories that I've burned that I don't <laughs> want to be burning by the time I'm sitting I'm under my comfy yes. blanket. That little bit of energy I'm expending every time I have to move my hand, which is often because I read on a giant print. <laughs> So I have to turn the page so often, like one word per It's basically page. like three words per page. And then it's like, so I have to constantly move my hand over to do it. So I, I didn't think about that aspect of it, but I ended up really liking it. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, will I set it up every time? I don't know. Like, that's the thing where I was like, I'm not sure I would clip it on and clip it off. If you could leave it on there, I guess that would be a thing. Yeah. But um, I, I so for me, I, I don't need it but I did end up really liking it so I'm gonna give it like a 4.5 out of 5 like it was pretty cool yeah like and the use obviously like I'm a person who has mobile hands and can do things with you know and have no problem yeah so like that is another there's obviously uses for that but I'm talking we Mallory and I are both people who have use of our hands Mm -hmm. um but what did you think what how many pages are you given I was shocked by how much I like this. I think
0: we both were very surprised. Now there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. And so what it is, is like you hold the tiny remote in your hand, but what you have to do is you have to clamp the clamp part. Yeah. Onto part, like part of your screen. Oh yeah.
1: And what, did you get confused by this? That you think the big part is going to go on the screen and you're like, how am I going to read the words? But But then it's actually the little part, which is so strange. Yes.
0: And basically it's just like a little digital finger that is like, it's like a little electrical, whatever that like hits it for page turning. And it took me a little bit to find a spot on my Kobo. And if anyone's wondering like size. Dimension stuff. I have a Cobo Libra H two O. um and It took me a little bit to find the perfect spot that like didn't cover up any words. And there, the thing that it weirded me out is there are two buttons on the remote, but they both do the same thing. Yeah, as that's far what as my mom, mom said too. My mom has said
1: the same thing. It's very strange. Um, yeah, because you think one one would make it go back.
0: Well, that's the that's they the all go day. forward. They all go forward. Yeah. It's only
1: one direction.
0: Yeah, and but I will say once I got settled in, oh baby. I liked it. Yeah. Like, it was really nice. Like, I set it up. It was funny. I called Jeremy, and I got in bed, and I pulled the covers up to, like, my nose. <laughs> and I had my – I had the the remote under the covers with me, like, with, like, three feet deep of blanket. And then I had the um Kobo set up, leaning on my bedside table, and I was just, like, reading sideways. And I was like, Jeremy, <laughs> come look at this, because it was really cool. And one – I mean, the one downside is you can only go in one direction. Like, you can't yeah. go back. Yeah. I mean, I guess – you could clip it to the other side and, like, only turn pages, like, read a book backwards. Oh, I guess that's true. And you could solve this by getting two of them, like, one clamp on each <laughs> side and then, like, labeling your remotes. Because Jeremy was like, well, why don't you just get another one and label it? I was like, then I would feel like a fighter pilot
1: while I yeah, was reading. Yeah, that feels like a lot of, like, and also that's a lot of clipping you got to do before you start reading. Yes, and... The covering isn't hard though, y'all. Don't. No, it would just
0: would kind of be silly. Um, Honestly, it's great for winter when you're in bed and you don't want any part of you to be out from under the covers. I gave it a five out of five pages. Nice. So our plan is, folks. We want to. We've gotten a ton of requests for this. We would like to do a whole episode on reading aids for people who are disabled or otherwise have a physically difficult time reading. Maybe have a hard time holding open a book or, you know, lifting your arms, whatever it is. So if you have ideas for tech that we can test out for that or tips, please email us at readingglassespodcasts at com. But otherwise, yeah, I think we give the reading glasses seal of approval to the automatic page turner. Yeah. I think if you were a chilly person or a person who has a hard time holding a book or holding up a book, even an e-reader for a long period of time, this could be really good. Yeah. Now let's answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. Alex says, to the ladies of the highest court of books, (laughs) I am currently trying to find an audiobook for the gym. I've been struggling to get myself to go and I know that I have a good audiobook. I'll be more excited and actually go as I only listen to books at the gym. I discovered this when I decided I wanted to listen to the Harry Potter books and I found myself going weekly. Anyway, I'm seeking advice and recommendations. I want to reread some books from my middle school days, but they all seem to have a waiting list of about 16 weeks. I find myself Really wanting to listen to fantastic adventure books like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. I was wondering what recommendations you might have. Bria, you want to read Alex's Wheelhouse?
1: Beauty and the Beast retellings, fantasy, coming of age, realistic queers, books set in New England or Midwest regions in the U.S., female leads that aren't white, personalized recommendations, and anything like Haunting of Hill House. Oh, and Mallory, and also Alex says they were debating on whether or not they should listen to Lady from the Black Lagoon or read it. Either way, I still plan on buying a physical copy and hoping to get it signed at some point. And for me, for me, they also loved Twelve Hour Shift and Torn Hearts. Very, very nice. And also for people, if you're wondering, I do
0: read my own audiobook. So if you are like, I want the Mallory O'Mara experience, yeah. you can read Lady you from the too, Black You can of have games. this
1: voice in your ear for another for another seven nine, hours. No, nine uh, hours. Nine All right.
0: Um. But yes. All
1: right. So Bria, what should Alex read? I had an audiobook Revelation, Mallory, and. This has nothing to do with this prompt. It's just like it has prompted me to think about it. Um, if you are not sure about audiobooks, so this is a sidebar, Alex. So I'm sorry, Alex. This is your I'm time. You're going to a bonus tip. But you're, this is a bonus tip. Short story collections oh. are great. If you are not sure about audiobooks, because I did just do one. I did Everything's Eternal by Stephen King uh, for my book club. And it was, first of all, every episode was read by somebody different, which was cool. thrilling, a couple by Stephen King. And also, if I didn't like one of the stories, I would just move on. And, like, there was something really freeing, because you can't do that in a normal book, and you don't have to pay attention as long. You don't have to pay attention for 10 hours. You have to pay attention for, like, 20 minutes or an hour, maybe. So you only have to know what's going on there. That's a hot tip. I think it is a hot tip. Can I get a slide whistle? (laughs) (laughs) All right. But that's not helpful for Alex. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was just something I realized and I was saying to my book club. That's a really good idea. You know, I've never listened. I don't think I've ever listened to short stories on audio. I only do books. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Um, Anywho, this is a book that maybe should have been on my list of books that didn't get enough buzz last year because I think it was really good. I think it's going to check that little like Harry Potter fantasy box and it, it has a great female lead, and kind of coming think of age. I I've ever even heard of this. Yeah, it didn't get that much attention. It's called Monsters Born and Made by Tanvi Bernwa. Um, and it's a creative, interesting world. It's similar to The Hunger Games, but it's all South Asian inspired. And this main character is this cool young woman has to get these sea monster beasts. I, like they have to like capture them and stuff. And then these people race them in a race. And it's really creative and it really held my attention in a way that I think is cool. And it feels to me like Alex is kind of looking for big, built-out fantasy worlds. And yeah. this one I thought really was interesting, but it was instead of like Middle Earth or England, which I, I know, I guess I should have come up with one that was like Midwest or something, or New England, um, says region. But I do think the South Asian inspired area is really interesting as a locale for this kind of um for this kind of book, because we don't see it as often. Yeah. There's so many of these like set in the UK. Yes. I mean, I think there's, I think 90% of fantasy books are set in Edinburgh now. I know. That's, <laughs> I think 90% of books in general
0: are set are in set Edinburgh. Edinburgh now. That's
1: so true. But anyway. Um, Which Monst- we're actually
0: not complaining about.
1: No, no, we're not complaining at all. We're <laughs> fine with it. I'm just saying, if you're looking for another place, I think this is interesting and I think it's a cool fantasy book. Monsters Born in May. Mallory, what do you have for Alex?
0: I am recommending a book called Curses by Lish McBride and is read by Jane Entwistle, which, Oh yeah. What a great name. Yeah. Um, so basically it's a YA gender bent retelling of beauty and the beast. It's got tons of queer characters. And so the beast is gender bent into a young fairy woman. Um, and she gets turned into a beast because she is refusing to marry a much older man. And so they are like, Oh, all right. You don't want to do this beast for, and beauty is gender bent. Cool. I mean, it's a cool twist. And I, I mean, I support that choice. Um, But so Beauty is gender bent into a young man, and he's from a con artist family, and his mother trades him to the Beast to to save herself. Like, his whole family is kind of, like, slippery and shady and is always, like, doing cons and crimes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So these two people who are in these situations beyond their control think that they can help each other break her curse and pay his family's debts off if he can help her find true love. But what if it's with him oh, so you've that. got carn artists and fairies and princes and monsters and all kinds of fun stuff and i think it'll really scratch that ya fantasy harry yeah. pottery itch um some blurbs call it a romp and i think that's very accurate and the narrator has and does great accents oh fun so it's just like a really fun fantasy and i think that is scratching that part of the harry potter itch so i think that would really help um so i'm recommending curses by lish mcbride And I'm recommending Monsters Born and Made by Tom V. Bernard. So if you want to solve your reader problem or answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcasts at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our online spaces. Uh, Our Facebook mods are top-notch. And Chrissy and Rachel moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy reading glasses, totes, shirts, mugs you want a book slut shirt you want a my other car is a tbr list sticker we got you covered over at our void merch store there's a link in the show notes and if you like the show please rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice it is really great for us and helps us reach more listeners you can email us at reading at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading.